everyone, and welcome to episode 425 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week, kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are you this fine Monday, Richard? Good morning, Seth. How are you doing? I'm doing good. We got some interesting stuff to talk about today, which uh, I'm excited to get into. But before we get into that, we got another co-host in Grim. Good morning, Grim. How are you today? Morning. Uh, pretty excited. I got a brand new uh energy drink I've been wanting to try out. So that's, that's... ooh. Are have you been drinking already this morning? Uh, I just started drinking it. Uh, right all right. Now. Well, so we so keep an eye on Krim throughout the cast. See see the energy level. This will be a an if endorsement I just start or rattling not off. Of the then, yeah. then you'll you'll know that it, it I guess works. Uh, anyway, today we got a couple of interesting topics. Uh, we had a Arena Pro Tour Arena Championship number two this weekend. Want to talk a little bit about that? I had a, some questions about this that I was hoping y'all could help me figure out. And then we got a first look at the new Lord of the Rings set with a bunch of spoilers. So we're going to jump into that, maybe get to some fish mail questions. So that is the plan for today. Before we jump into it, though, a reminder that our show today is brought to you by Card Conduit and Card Conduit. They are the easiest way to sell your magic cards. Actually, Richard, we were just talking off cast. You recently used Card Conduit. How how easy was it? Is it as easy as I'm always saying on these podcasts? What was your experience? (laughs) It was very easy. You just just put the cards in. They they tell you, you put these cards in the box, put them in the box. I sent it in. And then they're like, we got your shipment. Then they sent me my money. It was actually that easy. <laughs> so if you so if you want to buy less cards, it really you get to skip all the time and all the typing and all the work. Uh, and did you use their curated service, Richard, or or did you use their sorted service where you got to list and sort your cards ahead of time and pay a, a slightly less uh, less less fee? Uh, sorted because I, I I knew which cards were bulk, which was like ninety eight percent of my booster box, and I took the three <laughs> cards worth any money and I sent them in. <laughs> So, so yes, you could use the curated service where you literally just send in all your cards with a buy list value of a dollar or more and pay a 5% fee. Or like Richard, use a sorted service where you list your cards ahead of time and pay just a 2% fee. And as Richard just mentioned, no matter which one you choose, you're going to get a detailed report with the results and a fast payment once your order is processed. And you can even get another 10% off if you head over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. Cardconduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So let's talk some magic and we'll get to Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle-Earth spoilers in a minute. But first, there was an arena championship this weekend. Um, apparently, no one knew about it. Neither of you seemed to know, to know about it until this weekend. A lot of people on Twitter didn't seem to know about it. As far as I can tell, this is like a pro tour. Like when they announced organized play, the idea is paper would have actual pro tours and then arena would have arena championships. And if you do well, you make it to worlds out of either one of those. So this was supposed to be a really big deal, although it didn't really end up feeling like a big deal. I was watching it on and off throughout the weekend. There was around 5,000 people watching. I think it might've got up to 6,000 at one point, but compared to the paper pioneer pro tour, that was like day one was 16,000 and it got up to like 24, 25 during the finals. It was not a lot of people watching it. So I'm very curious. When was there a pioneer finals? That was why we were in Philly. Why we were in Philly was Pro Tour Philly. So we couldn't watch it because we were at the Magic Con. But there was an actual Pro Tour going on upstairs in a room that no one could get to, like, set away. Yeah. Now I... 
We're going to pretend that I also knew that was happening. So I should have had his energy drink an hour. I, yeah, I needed this energy drink like a month ago when I was at Philly. Because what? <laughs> like, wait, what one? Oh, Reed Duke won. Yeah, Reed yes, Duke won with that. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, right. Because well, okay, I couldn't okay. read Phyrexian cards, but, you know. Right, right. <laughs> okay, okay, let's be real here. I I am just never in the loop now when it comes to if there's a tournament thing. Like, to be honest with you, I am more likely to, like, I, I'm just struggling to remember when a pre-release is. Yeah. That's, that's, like, so, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm too far casual. I'm too far casual. So yeah, casual, casual Grim with forty counter spells in hand. The epitome Yo, of a casual that, magic player. That is casual uh, magic. <laughs> so, so my question: the the format was historic, historic in drafts. So it was kind of set up like a traditional pro tour where you do some rounds of limited, and then you play a constructed format. Um, <clears throat> Richard, what actually performed well? I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves. How what actually happened to this tournament? And then we can talk a little bit about everything around this tournament. All right. Exciting out of nowhere deck. Rakdos midrange. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was a historic tournament. Um, that means there are alchemy cards. That means it was on arena. Uh, Rakdos midrange won. Uh, Marty reanimator came in second. Is it wizards? Is it Phoenix? Uh, wait, is this, is this even right? So I feel like I'm looking at Swiss. <clears throat> I feel like I'm looking at yeah, Swiss. Results I'm pretty, here on melee. I'm pretty sure, yeah, those are the decks that performed best overall. Yeah. I believe the actual finals was the two Is It decks, Is It Wizards versus Is It Phoenix. And oh. it was Hishiro Anazaku who actually actually won the tournament playing Is It Wizards. So I uh, I think those decks all made it to the top eight, the ones you were listing off, Marty Re- Reanimator, Rakdos. But in the top eight, uh, it was actually the Is It, is it Wizards deck that took down uh, first place over Is It Phoenix. I'm looking at this list that I'm... I don't yeah, recognize uh, any actually, of the cards. There's so many, not only like alchemy cards in here, but like rebalanced alchemy cards as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, it is like the Is It Wizards deck, for example, that won the tournament. It doesn't have a lot of straight up alchemy cards, like cards that were printed in alchemy, but it does have some buffed cards, cards that God, like Symmetry Sage didn't really... Symmetry, the symmetry oh. Sage is broken. That card is Being broken. a 3-3, three, three, yeah, it is much more powerful than the printed version where it was a 2-2. Two, two. I, I lose to the Is It Wizard deck all the time. And then there's some straight up alchemy cards. Yeah, no, really? How do you not lose to that deck, Rim? <laughs> because if I live and I cast Tasha's Hideous Laughter, there goes their entire deck. <laughs> That is true. Their total mana value might be less than 20, actually. <laughs> like, like, I, yeah, I mean, their highest cost card is if you hit a bunch of Wizards Lightning, you're like, oh, come on, unlucky. <laughs> like, <laughs> otherwise, you like eat their entire deck. I mean, it was interesting to watch, I think. Uh, definitely, as Richard said, I didn't know a lot of what was going on because there was a lot of alchemy stuff. Stuff's a little bit different. I was curious, though, like, the viewership did not seem great to me. That was my biggest takeaway, especially since we just watched that Reed Duke Pro Tour and Paper Magic had 20,000 plus viewers. This was five to 6,000 pretty much throughout the entire weekend. The conventional wisdom is Arena should be better for Twitch, right? Isn't that the conventional wisdom? Like, Arena's flashy and new and, like, you can see the cards better and it's got animations. What do you make of this? I spent the last day trying to figure out, like, 
why? Why does this tournament get one third the viewers of a boring old boomery paper pioneer tournament with Reed Duke, you know, winning the tournament? Why, why is this exciting arena tournament just not doing it for people? Is it historic? Is it that people don't like alchemy? Is it that it wasn't advertised and no one knew about it? What do you guys make of that? Like, why is this so much less viewed than the paper pro tour? Honestly, I think it's just because a, there is a bad rap around, uh, the, you know, around historic because the alchemy cards are legal in it, right? People, I think there's actually a good amount of people that like alchemy, just, I mean, like uh, historic, but despise the alchemy cards that are in there. And, you know, like, again, like, I I think that it's got a, it, it's got a little bit of a bad rap from that, but, like, I do think the format itself is very fun. Uh, I think it, like, I play it all the time, um, I, I, I'm sure you do too, because I think you make videos on it as well, so, like, we, we both play a lot of Historic, the format's, like, actually fun, you get to do a lot of nonsense because the, like, the, the mystical archives and things like that come from, like, you know, the paper sets onto Arena, so, I don't know, that, that's just what I think, but I obviously don't know for sure, this is just speculation, so. What do you think, Richard? Formats, right, so, Historic... Even before Alchemy, I would say, is not as popular as, like, Modern or apparently Pioneer. Pioneers replace <laughs> Modern, right? Even in the best case, like, let's say it was actually Standard. Are, does anyone care to watch Standard right now? Standard, Standard's, like, the best. I, like, I mean, if I, I, if I were to be sweaty, watch it? if I put, a, if I put, well, I mean, dude, I don't, come on now. Come on now. Would <laughs> I, what would I watch? Dude. <laughs> If it's not anime or if it, if if they slept the Marvel logo before the thing, I'd watch it. Sure. Okay. I mean, what if it's not Lord of the Rings? <laughs> but I, oh, no, right now competitive magic is Lord of the Rings for me. But Pi- like, Pioneer, like, well, that was like the first Pioneer thing. That's like kind of the the hot new format. Not really, right? But that's like the format everyone's focused on. Uh, besides Standard, and Standard's been out for a while now. So I think even in the best case scenario, if it was. A standard arena championship, I think the numbers would be roughly the same. And I no, I think standard would be better, right? Like because slightly, Pioneer, but I don't think it would be Pioneer Pro Tour levels. Pioneer, okay. How how is anybody? I, I love Pioneer, but like at this point, Wizards' lack of uh, a care for like banning things and letting like taking things off the legality of the format. I'm not gonna say anything on what should be banned anymore. Tired of it. Uh so like the they're letting their format that format go back to where it was in a way that I don't like it. I don't like I don't like modern and I don't like Pioneer anymore. Uh at this point I only <laughs> like standard. I only uh, like if I were to get sweaty again, I would play competitive standard. That format actually is funny fun enough. Standard is so fun that, like, at this point, I almost want to, like, care about, like, doing pro stuff again. So so you don't think it has to do specifically with Alchemy or Historic, then? You think it's more just, like, the arena formats aren't something people are super interested in watching, Richard? Would that be would that be a fair characterization of yes. what you're thinking? Like, I, I think So it's this, more if arena think, formats. If this was a standard championship right after set release... It would get many, many more views. But I think at this point, we've all seen enough Fable of the Mirror Breaker, <laughs> Wanderer, or whatever. People do not like Historic because um, alchemy reasons. And because, like, the Pioneer Pro Tour got so many views and, like, the big story was Reed Duke winning and all that, 
it's all boomers watching this, right? Like it's all like old time uh, spiky magic players watching this and you know they detest alchemy, right? And apparently Wizards didn't reach out hard enough to kind of the new casuals uh, who play arena only, who love alchemy. Like they were not invited to the Twitch stream, I guess, right? <laughs> Maybe due to lack of marketing or whatever. Uh, but... Why would they care? Right? Because like, like if I play arena... That, 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 exactly, right? Why, why would you put this casual friendly format onto the arena championship if they don't care right they, they should just accept the fact that we don't like alchemy and and cater to the people like alchemy who actually watch it which would be the the tournament grinders of old right um but i don't know i mean yeah they should care right like the is it, is it aren't the events like your path to a pro player or whatever like they, they still advertise that kind of stuff in arena right so new i mean yeah. should care but like, yeah. but should they? Like, I mean, if I log on to Arena to play my one to two games, get my dailies done, are my two dailies randomly gonna shoot me over to the Pro Tour? No. Like, what? Like, like, <laughs> like, Maybe. like. I was already. Oh, <laughs> if, if you cast, if you attack with with seven creatures, that's that. All right. Yeah. That's, if, if they that's told they... me, if they told me I got like like two thousand gold. For, for like maybe getting to the pro tour, I might care. Like, like, they, need a, like, they need a pro tour daily reward. Like cast 30 yeah. blue spells and you get to go to worlds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would bring them in. That would bring them in. Uh, yeah. Mean, <laughs> seriously though, like what about the idea that arena is better for coverage? Is that just not true? Like that's the thing that got stuck in my head because I remember when arena came out and the whole idea was like, this is modern and it's fast and this is going to revolutionize how magic is on Twitch. But it seems like there's a, for whatever reason, a bigger audience for glary sleeved paper magic than flashy new arena animations. Maybe part of it is like arena still just not set up for streaming. And that certainly shown through during the, the cast this weekend. Like I felt so bad for the casters because they had a lot of quality issues or trying to like get people's matches through discords and mics wouldn't work randomly. And it was like kind of disastrous on that end. And it, I felt bad for the casters trying to like fight through all the technical issues that apparently just come along with being on arena since there's no spectator mode and all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was. I was kind of shocked and disappointed, honestly, that there wasn't better viewership considering how hyped Arena was. But maybe, maybe paper is the way to go. Maybe Wizards figure this out, and and that's the direction that we're going. You know what? For for I, I if it's an Arena thing, I get it. There's the the boomer magics that are just like know everything that Arena stands for. I'm against it, man. Like that's then that that's fine. But like, here's what we should do make it at this point right we've we've seen that the the experiments of what they're trying to do like arena may not get the highest viewership uh when it comes to competitive magic we should put the next one on moto yeah hey, there, <laughs> we, there we go I, i'm sure there would be a lot of you like yeah magic's finally <clears throat> back on and and I would rather watch like Oregon Trail, right? Like, like I guarantee you that I would rather watch Oregon. I 100 percent watch Moto because what, what does that mean? That means yeah, modern. You, yeah, that you means would. legacy. Yeah. That, that doesn't, that, you know, if they put like Momir Basic, I'll be like, okay, Wizards, come on, right? But that means a real format, right? Um, but uh, here's the problem with Arena. Arena is better for new players. But our new players, like theoretically, even then, I'm not sure, right? When you have an alchemy card with 80 abilities and whatever, like, can you even tell what's going on? But 
where are the new players? It's just all like grizzled veterans watching this the stream. Yeah. They actually don't care, right? They don't care between arena or paper or moto, probably, right? They just care like what what's the format? Who are the players? Um yeah. but if you were trying to get new players, that, that would be the way to go. But all right, it's time to talk about Marvel Snap, guys. Arena <laughs> client hasn't updated since launch. Literally nothing has changed about it, really, right? They've actually toned back animations. They've actually not added spectator mode, right? They, they've added a friends list. That was like their biggest accomplishment in the four hey, years hey. since beta slash not there yet. You need to slow your roll, Richard. Let's calm down. Marvel Snap's update is like, oh, we're actually adding a new ladder and we're, we're adding like a new competitive mode and we're adding like all these things. We're adding cards that mess with things. Like the development is so much more apparent that every time you open the client, it's actually totally different, right? They're like, oh, we're actually adding like a whole new mode because once you get to Mythic, you have nothing to do. So we'll add a leaderboard, right? We'll add 1v1 battles and stuff like that, right? So <laughs> Arena hasn't changed at all. It's actually gone backwards. It's actually less viewable. I, I want my little Galta animation or whatever back, right? Like <laughs> Scarab God doesn't swing his little yeah. pecs anymore. I... Uh... Maybe Wizards views it as just a way to bring in new players and then you push them on to the Pioneer Pro Tour or whatever. Like maybe they maybe they just don't care. Like it is kind of shocking that there hasn't been more development on Arena like, over the like, super mode, long history. Right? Like we're spectator mode to run your, your arena championships, <clears throat> right? Like Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about this for years, though, and it's still not happening. So I guess getting the hopes up are, are not a, a good place to be in because it just doesn't seem likely to happen. We've been saying the same thing for, like, two, three years in a row now. Now, like, I will say, I just want to share, a, like, a little fun story about, like, Arena. And the, the I did, the other day I updated it, and it completely, like, deleted my D drive. <laughs> like, 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 I, I, okay. I, okay you're like but Krim that's not your, that, that's your computer I, I actually updated it and then all of a sudden I it, my D drive went missing and I and I was so I had my IT friend who then helped me step by step like figure out what's going on and we we pinned it down to every time I uh, I would try to uh gather assets and update arena. <laughs> It would crash my D drive, and any game I would try to open after updating Arena would not launch. It would not work. But if I opened the game, and if I restarted my computer, power cycled, started those games before trying to update Arena, the games would work. So it was actually <laughs> just Arena. That, wow. That blew up my D drive. <laughs> I, this, this was actually, I, I actually remember this. This was a real issue. Like, Arena, when you uninstalled it before, would just delete everything in the install folder. So if you installed it, so normally it installs its own folder, right? But if you just installed it in your, like, actual D drive, like your root, it would actually delete everything. They, I'm pretty sure they fixed it. But I actually remember reading that report, and I'm like, I have no faith. <laughs> I'm like, who, who does this, right? But... Yeah, but uh, have you heard of the game within the game, Richard? <laughs> that that is the the fun that that is. <laughs> all right, play, all right. I'm not trashing on Arena. I'm sure they'll update it eventually with, with I, cards or please something. Please carefully update it. I would like to have my D drive, but thank you. I, I gotta, animations. Just give me <clears throat> awesome animations, right? What, like what is? I know what's hard about it, making the animations, right? But like, yeah, it'd be it's, cool if we had cool animations, and I felt. 
something mythic, epic when I casted, you know, this really hard to obtain card, right? I'll, I'll I, be real with you. I think I just want it to be arena. Like, okay, right now, I like arena. I just think arena needs work. <clears throat> like, if I were to choose between moto, paper, arena, and I, I wanted to watch competitive magic or anything, I would rather have it be on arena. So we gotta we gotta talk about some Lord of the Rings spoilers, but I do have one one last real quick question. Is there any chance Wizards ever just like takes the L on putting alchemy cards in historic? Like, is is there any point where there's enough complaints and enough people being like, I used to love historic, but now I don't because of these alchemy cards or like enough bad viewership that Wizards would actually change that? Or do you think this just is how it is and we gotta we gotta just accept it for what it is? I think the internet and everyone here, we all, every listener, and everyone in this podcast knows, Wizard will not take the L. <laughs> they will not take the L. The, I, I thought they were the, taking the, the L the best... months ago. I'm like, why are they still making alchemy cards? Did yeah, like look at new Phy- uh, Phyrexia all as one alchemy cards. No, like, why? No, I. Why bother I, if you know it's so unpopular? Like literal casual players do not care. They don't even know what like the cards are doing, right? So the fact you know they don't care. The the grizzled veterans don't care. So even if it's not like hurting the game or anything, like just the resources devoted to making the new mechanics and making the new cards is simply not worth it, right? So I'm not sure That's why we're continually <laughs> doing this. I I think the best case scenario is that they just casually drift off in the night, don't say anything, they stop making cards for it, and that's it. Like they, they, yeah. but they will not be like because people have already spent the wild the cards. cards. Yeah, they yeah. won't ban it. They won't do anything. They'll all they'll do is just be like, "Oh, we'll fix it eventually," and then just that's it. <laughs> that's that's probably most likely. Like I feel like it's got to happen eventually, unless they have some inside data that we can't see in Twitch numbers and gameplay numbers and all the stuff we can see externally, unless there's something we're missing, like it seems like sooner or later, they just gotta, they just gotta let it fade off into the sunset and focus on other things. But anyway, we have other things to focus on like Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle Earth. We got a sneak peek at this set. Uh, Richard, I guess why don't you guide us through some uh, Lord of the Rings spoilers? I associate sleeping with Lord of the Rings. I almost fell asleep my bed. <laughs> oh, come on. Grim, we're losing viewership. Sorry. I, sorry this, I is, this is the hook of Seth the podcast. Said, Seth said Lord of the Rings, and I just immediately fell tired again. How did you kill my the buzz of my energy drink? Oh, you mentioned yeah. Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a sorry, everyone. Sorry. Sorry. We, we we are we are proud Lord of the Ring lovers here at MTG Goldfish. Yep. Don't no, let Crim and Seth fool you. We support. I love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> we support you have, you have high to feel fantasy settings. To fall asleep, Richard. Okay, so I appreciate Lord of the Rings is the best way to get a good night's rest. <laughs> Look, this this is a way to appreciate the IP without having to sit through like 18 hours of mind-numbing cinema, okay? Like here you Oh, go. this is. You can play yeah, the this cards. is the way. <laughs> this is Lord of the Rings for me. I can't Let, let me let movies, me teach you the story through the a cards. tale of cards, okay? Um okay, so cards are up mdgpreviews.com. We have a lot of cards actually. Preview season has not started. Uh just a sneak preview a sneak peek at all the leaked cards or were these all the leaked cards? Um, uh, there was a couple of leak cards, but also just a bunch of spoilers. Yeah. yeah, preview season isn't until end of May or June, so we got a we got a while actually till we're back at this. Okay, so let let's hit it off. Gandalf the Gray is it is it wizard? Uh, three blue <laughs> yeah. and a red, five mana. 
Legendary creature, Avatar Wizard 3-4. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, choose one that hasn't been chosen. You may tap or untap target permanent. Gandalf deals 3 damage to each opponent. Copy target instant or sorcery you control. You may choose new targets. Put Gandalf on top of its owner's library. Okay. I know that at, off of the little like thing that I just opened with, I'm not the person to mention this, but is is Gandalf the Grey off color here like shouldn't he be or azorius why shouldn't he, he be is gray <laughs> okay or, okay, or, okay, like, okay. Or, okay we, we we read okay here we go we had to do research because everyone did this there are multiple gandalfs okay okay so there there will be right. multiple gandalfs i don't gandalf. know if he's is it or not but he's gonna come back eventually as gandalf the white where he's like supercharged so that's gonna be the broken one if it's lore appropriate but this is the okay. before you shall not pass. He's still living. He's just like dirty wizard, powerful but not too powerful. <laughs> but I, but I, but I thought that you know, okay. I don't know the name of the the art, but like it's the one that where it looks like it's got the ring scripture around it. Yeah, isn't this as he's falling down and battling the Balrog, the Gitrog? No, the, the Balrog. <laughs> so before he battles the Gitrog monster, the Balrog. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. First off, if that, you want to let me, that, that's where spoiler the crim cut he of dies. Lord of the Rings does it comes exist. Back okay. As Gandalf the White. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So even even before he battles the Balrog monster, right? Is it? How's he? Is it? I, I don't feel he's chaotic, but I'm not right. Sure. I, I, I can't. I can't be the one championing Lord of the Rings. So I watched the movies. Well, I read the book the like literally maybe twenty movie. years ago. I read one point five books. I never finished the tr- the trilogy. <laughs> I watched uh, all the movies though. I'm up to date. Okay. The, okay. the upside, Krim, of us not being into Lord of the Rings is we don't have to worry about stuff like this. Like, <laughs> I, is it gray? Like, I don't care. Like, it copies my spells. Like, well, all that, you gotta know cool. is he's carrying a sword and a staff at the same time, and he could do four. Mediocre things for five mana. Is this modern playable, <laughs> guys? Well, yes. <laughs> okay. It's so, finally no. time. We're ready to see modern be broken in half. Gandalf the Grey is here. This set looks very good for modern. I'm kidding. <laughs> so Wizards actually talked about this during the stream. I don't know if you watched the preview stream, but there had been a lot of questions and like rumors like, is this going to be a modern horizon set? We know it's legal in modern. And Wizards basically said... This isn't Modern Horizons. The goal isn't to really make a, a set for Modern, but there will huh. be specific cards that are for Modern, and there'll be some Modern cards in the set. So I think this is really like a flavor set number one, and then like a commander set number two, and then we'll get some cards that might actually work in Modern number three. Gandalf is not going to see playing Modern. I don't. Would you even play this in Commander? Like. I'm kind of no. on the fence. It's grown on me like very slightly, just because as a commander. The put on top of your library does kind of, in a weird way, cheat on the command tax if you can leave up spells, which is kind of a nice little upside. You do got to skip a draw to do it. Copying your spells is powerful. I don't know. I'm really stretching to figure out a reason this it's isn't good. Is it spells in your commander? It's just chosen once. So until yes. Avatar, until uh, Gandalf like dies oh. and recasts, yeah. you got to. You got to put it back on top of your deck, recast it, and start yeah, start the process so, over. So this is like this is like kind of like perpetual. <laughs> so perpetual Gandalf. So like yes, mo- modern modern is how, wait so how like modern is like paper historic. <laughs> Basically, oh, yes. How do, yes that's, we, that's pretty cool. Okay, uh, okay, uh, no, okay. <laughs> as as honestly, dies on the inside. <laughs> honestly, I thought this card was gonna be better. Like maybe this the white one's bad. really busted, but I'm actually like. 
My first gut reaction was, wow, I thought Gandalf would have been stronger than this. <laughs> well, okay, we'll see with what happens with the others, right? Like, Gandalf the yeah. Grey, I think, should be significantly more powerful. Um, uh, I'm also curious to see if the Balrog monster will be here. I'm curious to see if, like, the... I, I don't know. Obviously, there, there's a few things here that are at play. A, these don't look like the actors. Yes, I know that uh, because everyone is used to the movies. But y'all got to remember that th- this was a thing before the movies. Um, so they're drawing from that. Uh, but yeah, like Gandalf the Grey, I think just isn't good anywhere. But you know what? The good news is this set, if it's a flavor thing, that's awesome. I love that. I love that for the people that love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well, it's you a get a w. thing for double the price, triple the price, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, it That's... is. <laughs> you got to pay mean, for the IP somehow, I guess. I, but I, yeah, look, it is expensive. All right. It, what is it? 300? No, it's like 400? 300? Collector box. boosters were like 440. I think normal boosters were like 200 a box for a. <laughs> it's like 200 a box. Which would be double the price, right? Like a standard set would be 100. Um, yeah. So, okay. Frodo, Soren's Bane. A single white mana. What? It's a one drop. S- Sauron. So- Sauron. Sa- Sauron. Sauron? <laughs> that's what? Nahiri, dude. <laughs> that's Nahiri. Okay. That, no, dude. That, this is oh, not no. Nahiri. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. Uh, legendary creature, halfling citizen, one, two. Um, hybrid, Orzov, hybrid Orzov. So two, two mana activated ability. If Frodo is a citizen, it becomes a halfling scout with base power, toughness 2, 3, and lifelink. 3 black. If Frodo is a scout, it becomes a halfling rogue with whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. If the ring has tempted you four or more times this game, otherwise the ring tempts you. We do not know what the ring tempting you means. <laughs> there is no card that tells us, nor has Wizards told us. This card yeah. is entirely dependent on whatever the heck that means. I mean, there's, yeah, they showed off three cards that are like that. We got Frodo. There's also Gollum, uh, Patient Plotter, which also cares about the ring tempting you. And Samwise is Stouthearted, which also cares about the ring tempting you. And Wizards directly said, like, we're not going to tell you until spoiler season starts. So it's not like we're going to find out about this. I could see this card being good. If the ring tempting you is something that's worth building a deck around, then this could be a good one drop in the deck. But if it's not, then this is just unplayable. So at this point, it's just like full on wait and see mode, right? Like, <laughs> how do you make sense of a card like this? For any format. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, both formats, all formats. I would be surprised if it is ended up good? being good enough for modern, but. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what timeline where. So uh, of the cards that I've seen. I don't think, like, 99% of the cards are playable in modern. Except for one thing that might get played. But then uh, I thought about it. It's like, has Reman been good? But, so, like, <laughs> like oh, no, 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 no. I don't think we could just write off the ring tempting you. Because look at uh, look at Initiative. Like, that it has to be broke four legacy. Times. Like, it, you somehow have to trigger the ring tempting you four times. Hit someone with a 1-1. One, one. And then pump it with triple black. Like, there's no way that's modern playable, right? I well, don't, it would I don't be a 2-3 so. at that point, but still. like okay, yeah, okay. But still like, a No two, evasion, dirtily <laughs> creature. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't wait. I mean, you know what? The, the This does block Raghavan kind of profitably. So. Yeah, Raghavan's not getting through that. I mean, it's probably... <laughs> this wall that is thrown up. 
it's probably it's probably not going to be good enough. But when I saw the initiative cards, I immediately wrote off all those cards as well as being like just commander cards. So I don't want to make that mistake again, because like Gollum, for example, when it leaves the battlefield, it's a two mana three one. When it leaves the battlefield, the ring tempts you. You can pay a black sack a creature, return it from your graveyard to your hand uh, only as a sorcery. It seems pretty easy if you want to build like a sacrifice deck around this to have the ring tempt you four times pretty quickly. Like if you're just like sacrificing cauldron familiars and looping this from your graveyard or like Samwise, just ETB two mana, two one with flash ETBs, the ring tempts you. Like it seems like having the ring tempt you isn't going to be that challenging. What that means though, like is the ring tempting you drawing you a card? That would be pretty sweet. Then these cards are kind of busted. Uh, is the ring tempting you some like meaningless you gain a life or something then like no one's gonna care is it a negative thing like we just don't know ah God right, what, what's, what's our speculation God wants to know ah, <laughs> Yo, Krim, Krim why am i such a bad card ah <laughs> well, why does the one mana <laughs> ability that put me back into play ah god i'm upset he's bad card yeah so, golem's also bad so, <laughs> like, so we, <laughs> we did get a card called the One Ring, which has been one of the most talked about cards from the set. The One Ring has an ability where it lets you draw cards, but then you have to lose life because of it. Is there any chance that the ring tempting you has something to do with that? That it's draw a card and lose a life or something? Or is that just like way too powerful? Like the ring tempting you is not tied directly to the one ring as far as we know. But I could Which see there confusing. being some sort of, yeah, that is a little confusing. But I could see there being some sort of tie-in to its, its mechanics. Like the burden counters, like maybe you, maybe it's like initiative or like something along those lines where you move through some sort of dungeon uh, of benefits and drawbacks with burden counters. It's probably a dungeon that gets increasingly yeah. either better or bad for you, depending it on gets it's probably bad for you. But it's gotta it's gotta be like it gets more dark confidant as you go. <laughs> like maybe the first one is like some benefit lose a little life. So and like by the time you get to stage five, it's like a huge benefit, but like really like take ten life or something like that. But by the time you get to the final level, it finally becomes modern playable in 2012. (laughs) (laughs) That would make the most sense flavor wise, though, right? If there's like like Dark Confidant, you get great power, but there's a great drawback that goes along with it. Yeah. I mean, I I hope so. I I don't know. I I don't think the one like there's two camps. The one ring is Stone Cold unplayable in modern or it actually has some kind of combo or something. So I don't know. The One Ring, I I mean, I could see Karn tutoring this up in Modern. Like, the One Ring, I guess we didn't read the full text. Four mana, indestructible legendary artifact. When it ETBs, you gain protection from everything until your next turn. Being your upkeep, you lose a life for each burden counter. You can tap it to put a burden counter on it and draw a card for each burden counter on it. Uh, I could see this maybe being a Karn tutor target. Uh, maybe there's some combo where you can blink it every turn for permanent protection. What do you think about in Commander? Well, you can't the, I, my, You have to cast it to get the protection. Yeah. You'd have to, like, bounce it back to your hand, yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah, like, drop new or something. So not actually blink, but, yeah, like, bounce it and recast it. What do you think um, about Commander? Uh, my first reaction was meh, but the more I think about this, is this just, like, one of the best card draw spells for Commander that we've seen ever like i play phyrexian arena which is three mana and you gotta have black mana so you got color identity issues and it's draw one and lose one each turn this is one more mana but it can go in any deck it immediately draws you the card and then it snowballs throughout the game with more and more cards 
I'm coming around to this just being actually like busted in commander. Like I would just throw this in any deck. Um in any deck? So think I, think about the math. First turn you play it, four mana, you draw a card. Turn two, it's four mana draw three cards. Turn three, it's four mana draw six cards. That's actually like even if you get three cards for four mana over the course of two turns, that's like a concentrate, a colorless concentrate or harmonize. The problem is you and if die. it sticks <laughs> like, you do. So I, I don't think <clears> the damage adds it up in any deck because if you like say live four turns with this, you probably just killed yourself, right? So you actually need some way to get rid of it or to some way to gain life to offset it. I think <sighs> that's it's so effective. It's imagine if like Ristic Study costs you a life for every card you drew. You're like it draws so many cards, but you die so fast that. You need some way of handling that that you can't put it in a generic deck. So that would be my gut. And then you're like, oh, maybe life doesn't matter. But if life doesn't matter, that means you're playing like very high powered. Then this is too slow. I think there's like better draw engines. But in a casual deck, I think your life does matter. And you need a way to get rid of this. And it's hard to get rid of. It's <laughs> indestructible. So you need to actually sack it or exile it. Um, or gain life. That's true. Gain, gain to throw it in a to throw it in a volcano, if you would. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> unfortunately, uh, you need. So there, there is a card called Mount Doom. <laughs> it's a legendary land. Uh, it's you pay one life, tap, add Rakdos or add one of Rakdos. So black or black or red. Uh, three Rakdos tap deals one damage to each opponent. Seven tap sacrifice Mount Doom and a legendary artifact. Choose up to two creatures, then destroy the rest. Uh, so you can use Mount Doom to get rid of your ring. Uh, it yep. costs you seven mana plus the land, so eight. And then you get to Mortal Kombat someone. I guess you can keep two of your creatures. But you get to keep two creatures <laughs> around. Uh, so the Mount Doom can't combos with the ring in Rakdos colors. But when you die, if you if you curve out on four, by the time you get to eight mana, are you dead already? <laughs> like, I you got to do I the mean, math here. <laughs> we're, we're playing the one work? ring. The one it's ring, not... and that's pinging you. And now your Mount Doom is also pinging you. Oh, your Mount Doom I... is also pinging you too. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I I think you guys are too scared of the life loss. I I mean, maybe I'm just the person who spends Seth. all my life on Wheel of Misfortune and <laughs> yeah. goes to one with greed. But like to me, this looks this is easy mode. I've spent way more life on greed, and this gives me way more cards. Seth is out here like it, like yo, I'm saving life right now. Yeah, this, this is this is <laughs> this hardly hurts at all. It's only a scratch. I, first off, Mount Doom a... does seem slow though to combo with it there's got to be easier ways isn't there ways to just sack an artifact yeah, i guess yeah, yeah. if you're an artifact theme deck like Ozgear or anything like that yeah, where yeah. you're built that, around that sacking is, artifacts really then good. it probably gets really good yeah i actually um, think mountain doom is kind of cool by the way like that's that's a pretty sweet land i don't know I, if i'm using it because of the one ring i am i just think it that last ability is very interesting and i'm gonna card's so good i think it's yeah. better than people realize it is Wait, mount doom honestly yeah what, what are legendary in in in, in, in commander in play? commander in commander not 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 in so, Wait, so so you're assuming like you need that seven right like you're not praising it for <laughs> the deal one damage <laughs> to everyone i mean no, you know what no that that is a win con i'm just gonna say i've 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 won with a lot less <laughs> all right it's better than augur of bolus so you know what i won't rule that middle option out in 60 card just saying 
I yeah, I could see you playing it in like a some sort of burn deck where I mean, if people Ramanamru wins to deal two damage for four yeah. mana and you got to sag your land, like that doesn't seem that bad. So you're saying this but is I think the playable. <laughs> well, I was gonna well. ask you what do you what do you think about what do you think about in Jund, Richard, like Saga Jund. <laughs> Like no, listen, listen. Bear with Richard's me. Bear with laugh me. Okay. Into a yes, right I know. Now. You're already laughing. You're already laughing. You're already laughing. So it's a pain land. It's sulfurous springs without the super cool devil art, but it's a, it's a pain land. You already got Urza Saga. You're already tutoring up Shadow Sphere, which is a legendary artifact. Could this be like a one of like? Are you selling me on getting to eight mana in modern to? It could, <laughs> to it could happen. Your karma life holds. I you thought you meant it as some extra reach for some reason. Like you needed to waste a land slot on this to <laughs> to like ping everyone for one damage. Okay, okay, yeah, maybe. Well, Richard, maybe Richard is pooing on it, but but Seth, you know, I I'll entertain the idea with you. Okay, I, okay, I appreciate I, that. I Fred. think I think the last mode is never going to happen in modern because I don't think I've ever seen seven <laughs> mana outside of Tron, and that deck is unplayable. Uh, so, um, I will say that you know, like. I don't know, maybe, maybe but that How middle bird, option, right? Like Rakdos that bird, middle option could be Rakdos bird, but yeah, yeah, I think you need white and bird to like get lightning helix and stuff, right? The, so Mardu, Mardu burn. Shoal. What? Okay. Shoal. What about what about in commander? Is this like a staple in Rakdos deck? So if you think about legendary yes. artifacts, you got Shadow Sphere, you got random moxes like Mox Amber, Mox Opal, Sword of the Animist is a legendary artifact. Uh, Jete for that matter. Like there's there's several legend. Uh, any of the Monument Cycle, the Celestis. Uh, there's several man three mana mana rocks that are uh, happen to be legendary. Is that enough to make this worth throwing in any deck? Like it makes two yes. colors of mana. Yeah. You got to take some damage, but it feels like you should be able to have a couple of legendary artifacts in your deck, and that would be enough to make it worth it to take a little damage off your land. Yes, 100%. This is a, like, why wouldn't you, right? This just seems great. I've Rakdos, yes, but like three color decks, four or five color decks. Mm. I, it's still a duel. It's still a duel, right? And Dude, it's untapped. Dude, I'm not fetchable. Richard, you've literally seen me kill myself with Ancient Tomb. <laughs> <laughs> There's so, some like, upside to that, but like realistically, will you, especially if you're playing like three, four, five colors, right? Like you have probably access to legitimate wraths. Do you need to pay eight mana to combo wrath? Like you also need a legendary artifact. How many of those do you have in your deck? <laughs> right? And then wrath, is it worth it? Or you just play like a, a fetch land and call it a day? I think for me, it would be like Rakdos. I'm very interested. Some yeah. three color decks I'm interested. Four or five color decks I'm not especially interested. Unless I happen to have like some sort of legendary theme, maybe. But like outside of that, I, I don't think I would just throw it into a generic five color deck. But I think it does have a lot of potential in a two color deck. I think the, the Painland aspect is good enough. And I don't think it's that hard to have a few legendary artifacts that you want to be playing anyway. It's not like you got to play you know, some horrible cards that you don't want to have in your deck to make this work. You get to play a few of the good legendary artifacts and then maybe it works out sometimes. I hope this comes to arena. I'll me, me and all my, my zoomer friends will play I, this so, in historic. So uh, actually I, I believe we know that this set's coming to arena and they even said they're not going to mess with it. It's actually going to be the paper <laughs> card. So it's not going to be, it's not going to be like some arena, like specialized version or something. I, uh, okay, cool. Because, because like that, that is one of the most annoying things, not knowing what the card does. <laughs> um, like yeah. I played with Tasha online. And I'm just like, whoa, this is so sick. <laughs> I didn't know it did that. <laughs> so what I hope, that, yeah, what about like, the, good. 
That's good. What about the other rare land we got? The the Shire, which uh, does this one? Does this one have a shine? Modern Richard. So I'm, I'm it, really scrounging around to find a modern unless guard. you control a legendary creature, and it, you tap Pokemon. to add a green. It's a legendary land, and then two mana tap tap an untapped creature you control. Create a food token. <laughs> Do we that's need it, that's it. food tokens <laughs> in modern? Uh, see, I like Asmore. Asmore decks care about food. You sometimes see like Cauldron Familiar decks. Like, there's some fringe decks that care a little bit about food. Asmore is also a legend that can come down on turn one, so it would make this untapped. Although the cost is kind of high. Like, let's say you want to gain life, you have to play this land. You have to <laughs> pay to tap a creature and then pay two more to sack your food. That is a lot of steps to to get a healing solve going. Like that's a that is a lot of work. <sighs> Man, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Oh. <laughs> what, what about creativity? No, you don't have a legendary Ooh. creature. Whatever you just played as a tapped land, whatever. <laughs> you just like whatever oh. untap. <laughs> Creativity. Wow, I wonder. Token. Do you think they? Do you think they put that clause on there to prevent oh, no, from yeah, play with creativity? Because oh, you gotta yeah, have a creature useless. to tap. I feels like they almost intentionally designed it to not work with creativity. Huh. I, I mean, food commander deck. If you're playing whatever that chef is that Tomer plays sometimes, yeah, Yom, Yom or Yom whatever. Great. Yeah. And master chef like, background. Like these are like I. I think that yes. Okay, sure. We can make a reason for any of these to be like commander playable. To be honest with you. And because, like, at the end of the day, this has to be, like, you know, just a flavor set. And, I, and that's not a food reference. I think this has to be a flavor set. I guess I'm I'm curious, what of these cards do you think is most likely, that we know right now, most likely to get modern play? Okay, okay, wait. I I'm, mean, I'm, I'm going to jump forward to a card I think actually might have a chance, okay? Reprieve. This is the saucy one here. One in a white. Okay. It's an instant. Return target spell to its owner's hand. Draw a card. Okay. In white. We reiterate this. It's in white. It's what in a white. color pie break. Why? I like I was shocked they printed this card. So it's white remand essentially. Except actually slightly better since it gets around uncounterable. So it's like a very, very slightly graded, upgraded white remand. On one hand, it's a white counter spell that's actually competitively costed, which we've seen people play Mana Tithe and get people and actual like modern decks play Mana Tithe and have it work. So that makes me think it is playable. The other side, as Krim kind of alluded to earlier, it's not 2015 when like <laughs> every deck is playing four remands. Like, I don't think I've gotten remanded a modern in like three years. It has been a minute since I've seen anyone remand. Is Reman not good anymore? Like, what happened to Remand in Modern? Why Why did it fall off? You're the control mage, Graham. What happened to Remand? I mean, can control exist? <laughs> I don't even know if, like, that... Like, okay, what... What? I don't know. Like, it's just... It's not enough, right? Like, it's just not enough anymore. Like, I, I don't see why I would play this. Um, the best control deck is Murktide Regent. And <laughs> that deck does not play remand and it's all tempo all day long but when you have literal counter spell why would i why would i play this right like, i guess that's true uh everything is so cheap like cheap costed like what am i gonna do remand your one drop and then you're gonna you're gonna play that again <laughs> what i'm gonna remand your like i might get you with like with with uh with solitude then i get to empty out your hand again uh but like i don't know it's just like free spells so many things happening now at a cheaper cost like remand effects just don't do it anymore 
does being white change it? Like, does the fact that my mono white humans deck or my death and taxes deck or my Rakdos reanimator deck, like, does the surprise factor of this being a color that doesn't usually have counter spells, is that enough to to make it good? What do you, what do you think, Richard? Where I, are you at with this card? I think Hammer Time plays this if they if there's a deck that plays it. Because yeah, they've I, already gone Azorius, right, for Spell Pierce, which is ma- actually probably might be better because of mana efficiency. But I don't know. Now they don't have to add blue. Uh, Azorius could de- – I mean, Hammer Time is the deck for this if I they think, need one. Like, I don't think Remand is stone unplayable. I think it's just like they're better cards. But if you were a white deck and you needed access to a counter spell. Maybe it's right to go Azorius, but maybe you're like, it's better to just stay mono white. Uh, then you can play this. Um, I don't know. Like, Reman is like a tempo card or like a combo card. Like, you, you you stop your opponent and then you draw the card and you do your combo. Is there a white deck that actually needs that? Uh, I, I still think Hammer Time <laughs> likes Azorius. But, like, you could do, like... I don't know, like Orzov Hammer Time or something, right? I'd still have access to your 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 counter spells now, right? I don't know if you actually yeah. want to do that. Like, I don't know what other color you'd pair with this, right? But like that, it opens that possibility. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's good at buying you a turn. Like you're playing some sort of aggressive deck, and your opponent goes to Supreme Verdict, and you bounce it back to hand or whatever. Like it, it seems good in that scenario. <laughs> I like verdict, that it. Seth. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, uncounterable, but not for reprieve um, or like it gets around cavern, which is a nice upside. Your opponent primeval Titans off a cavern. You buy yourself a turn. I don't know. Like, I think people try it for sure. And I think there are uses for it. Like it's competitively costed enough that and there's still some remand decks. You see like blue Tron still plays it. There's like a teamer teamer <laughs> scape shift, like control style deck that still plays remand. So there's some like fringe decks that use it. So I think we'll find decks that take advantage of it. I don't think it's going to be the, like, there was a time when remand was one of the best cards in modern. I am excited for new players to learn the remand trick of like remanding your own spell. That's that, one of those like, was moments your brain, as like, you're learning. Swelling. Yeah. You're learning magic. <laughs> and eventually the light bulb goes on. And you're like, Oh wait, I should be like remanding my own champion of the parish rather than my opponent's counter spell and that's like aha aha moment i think for your modern like growth <laughs> boomer magic what if you snap cast a reprieve whoa <laughs> whoa and then you whoa. follow the cryptic command the game is over yeah. <laughs> no coming back I'm- <laughs> okay, like that. that oh. And then you sphinx is... his rev, no, and then you and then you, you, you and, and you bounce your oh. snapcaster. But yeah, how do you beat it? Nice try, Veil of Summer. Take a lap. <laughs> your opponent is getting mildly annoyed more and more by the turn. Are they? Like, didn't they just win because you played a remand in twenty twenty three? I I do think that this this is actually like the most modern playable that we've yeah. seen so far outside of a few of like the Godzilla border stuff. Like we did get an ensnaring bridge and oh, like uh, reprints. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, it's bridge of Kazad doom. Uh, then, you know, there's the party tree as great henge, which is like pretty funny. Cause I just, I mean, I, I want the party tree just because it's the party tree. So <laughs> I'm just going to call it that. But yeah, like I, I think reprieve is probably the most playable. I think it's like clearly the most modern playable. There's everything else you really gotta 
you gotta squint pretty hard and like try to try to come up with like who you could tutor from your sideboard or maybe is a one of but this is a one card that i could see back playing like four copies of so i mean i'm and still we've seen like a tiny bit of the set so i'm sure there'll be some more modern stuff from the set as well what do you think of the color pie break aspect were you surprised to see remand in white or is this just like cool now i was but then when you think about it gandalf this tells me that there is going to be, obviously, a white Gandalf. If Gandalf mm. is in white, in some variation of white, this makes sense. Wait, yeah, why? that makes sense. He, he can sling life gain spells or something. I don't know. Why, why does he have to have counter spells? <laughs> if Gandalf did... The the term a Gandalf gamer is, 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 is what, Richard? It is a control player. It is me. It is everything I love, right? So, yeah. I mean, right? Like, like it, it, a Gandalf game. I don't, I don't like this long... white counterspell business crew. What, what if they gave us white cryptic command instead of the counterspell? Like, what, like, just think of every counterspell that has ever existed. And instead of counter target spell, it says return target spell to owner's hand. And then <laughs> you, can, you, you can basically spend 80 million years making white counterspells now and say it's on flavor. <laughs> I, I, okay, I don't think it's – like, this is what I mean. This is – when we look at, like, planner chaos and, and, like, you know, that kind of stuff, it was acceptable that we had color pie breaks because that was the gimmick of the set. That was the flavor of the set. Within the realm of Lord of the Rings, I think it's okay. As if if it were just every set from here on out, white just literally had counterspells, cryptic, then that's problematic. I, but within the realm of Lord of the Rings, the flavor it's there. It makes sense. Okay, see, they this actually, is just Lord of the Rings. This is not yeah, going well, forward. White. I I well, I, I can hope I, spells. I I I think that actually, like someone from Wizards was asked about this, and they said that mana tithe is considered to be a break, the taxing counter spells, and you shouldn't expect more mana ties. But they're kind of like experimenting with letting white bounce spells. Like they view that as like the white way to have stack interaction is like why, why, what why reprieve is taxing is. a color pie break from white. I don't know. That's that's the current Watsy philosophy is taxing counter spells are not white and not acceptable, but bouncing counter spells are possibly white and they're going to experiment with it. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see more. I don't think we're going to see white cryptic anytime soon, but I do think we'll see more give, give memory me, lab give style. Gandalf's command. Return target spell to owner's hand. Phase out, gain protection from everything. <laughs> you know that Gandalf's going to be busted. All your creatures it, become I, indestructible or whatever. Double flying, double strike flying, whatever. Just give, give, give me that white cryptic command in twenty twenty. It's just, it would be, uh, Gandalf's command would be white Archmage's charm, right? That's, that's Honest, just, like, the, the, the yeah. thing that makes me sad is that they already used You Cannot Pass. Because that's what I would have <laughs> named it. I Like, seriously, like. What what the hell is this? This unplayable like it's not even path. It's like you cannot pass is is like a big poo poo card. I think when I look at it, but and and that is such it, an it's, iconic. It's a one mana destroy target creature that was blocked, uh, or, <laughs> or no, that blocked, blocked or was blocked or was by a legendary blocked. creature this turn. This is poo poo. <laughs> like like this is poo poo. I think legendary. Uh, I mean, Gandalf legendary did die casting sex, this spell, maybe. so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe you're right. So, okay, I got a a question about this overall since we're getting near the end of the set. The power level 
of the set so far seems to be relatively low. Is that something you're happy about or disappointed in? I know for me, like, I was a little worried that we were going to get a set that added more Raghavans to modern. And now I'm much actually very relieved that this looks like a, a pretty flavorful set for people that love Lord of the Rings with maybe some little modern goodies like Reprieve thrown in. I'm pretty happy with that personally. What about you guys? Were, were you hoping for more like impactful stuff or do you like this power level? I think the initial thing that I, it, I like that was told to us was that it was going to be a set like what it seemed like was designed for modern, right? So if that's the case, I'm extremely underwhelmed by the power level, but also in a weird way happy that I don't have to deal with Modern Horizons 3. <laughs> right? So like it's like, oh thank God, it's just a bunch of bad cards. Okay, <laughs> like so I don't know, take that how you will, but I mean, flavor wise, I think it's pretty cool. Uh I, I I'm really happy. Uh, where it's at flavor-wise. For people who do love Lord of the Rings, this does seem really cool because of that. And the one thing we didn't really get to talk about was the serialized one ring. Um, But, like, yeah, like, I, I, I think this is a flavor... What most For the most part, success, from what I've seen. But sad that it's, like, almost unplayable in modern. But I think that's more of a, a thing about modern than it is this set. All right, let's talk about Mara's toenails. The one-on-one <laughs> card. They've done it. We've seen people bidding 100k already on social media this week for people who open this card. What do you guys... How do you guys feel? Does this change anything? Realistically, you're not opening this. It's like a one in three million or, or something, right? I, yeah. I, the, the humor if Seth or I open this, <laughs> is, it would be unreal. <laughs> and then you flip it or rip it? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I... This is, that is the most, I, I believe that what I was talking about on my stream was that I do strongly believe that there are more Lord of the Rings fans than there are Magic the Gathering fans. There are, I, there was a Lord of the Rings card game. It did pretty bad. I thought the game was pretty bad. But now if you told me that, what if you could play Lord of the Rings in a game that was tried and true, good game, um, uh, and <clears throat> you could now play with Lord of the Rings cards. I think you could definitely get a lot of Lord of the Rings fans. Warhammer fans got into the Commander with the Warhammer decks. I think this set will obviously, you know, draw in the Lord of the Rings fans. Somebody that is a Lord of the Rings person and also a Magic the Gathering person will pay an unholy amount. I think this might actually be the most valuable card. Uh, if not one of the top... I think it's the top five most valuable card in Magic. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. I really don't care. The only thing that's weird to me is like when I saw the numbers on it, the like one in three million, I just haven't been able to shake like, wow, packs really are just lottery tickets, aren't they? Like, yep. really, it really like straight up just feels like selling people lottery tickets. So the gambling aspect is becoming more and more evident, I think, with cards like this. But there's going to be a $10 version of it or whatever the normal. There's going to be a bunch of different cheap versions of it. So if there's some one in one, one of one thing that goes for $500,000, like whatever, like <laughs> congrats cool. to whoever opens it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Like there's a golden ticket, uh, like in every Lord of the Rings pack. I don't like, I mean, it's not as if the, the set didn't like, it didn't really need help moving itself. Cause it will sell 
But they also, on top of that, threw in this golden ticket. So I like that. I like that there's a budget version. I like that there's a collector's version out there. I I think it's pretty sweet. And this is the the first of many, I'm sure. I would I would be shocked if we did not see more one of one cards. It seems like a really easy way to generate hype and maybe sell packs. So what do you think, Richard? Where are you at with it? This disgusts me. <laughs> Am I the oh. only one who feels this way? I I, I feel why. Okay, so so realistically, like it doesn't impact anything, right? Like it, it won't impact like your pack prices or, or anything like that, right? Most of us will never see nor touch this card, right? Um, but it's just like this artificial scarcity that I think creates a negative image for Magic the Gathering, right? Because uh, there will be news articles like, oh, you know, the one ring sold for like $250,000 or whatever. And then people will be like, that's just a single piece of cardboard that was printed yesterday, right? Like the, the artificial scarcity part of it really bothers me. Like, you know, you're like Black Lotus. How do I get an original Black Lotus? It's like nearly impossible right like nobody had the foresight to save them it's an old item it's very rare to get uh so you know it's worth its price tag right and even then it's pretty questionable right like would you pay a quarter bill or whatever half a bill for a black lotus but this is just printed tomorrow you know just one wizard decided to restrict the rarity of it uh they are banking on the fact that it's super pricey and i don't know it just feels just feels icky like i I don't know i don't i I feel it kind of diminishes our game a little bit right by having these like weird lottery cards like (sighs) it's a collectible card game it would it would would feel icky if there this was the only way you could get that card right like yeah that'd be outrageous obviously oh i would quit magic yeah like it's done yeah as as long as there is a a budget version of the card so if i ever wanted it i had like a $10 $10 version that I could play with. I don't care, right? Like, I think I, that's fine. But, but like, I'm like curious, Richard, you're no longer like, playing a also, card game. You're playing, like, lottery pack simulators. Like, I don't know. It, you, like, changes but, but, the optics of this a bit, right? But it doesn't right? change like, the gameplay of the game, right? It doesn't. And it, uh, you, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, here is my question, and I don't know if this is fair or not, but, like, should kids be able to buy booster packs? Like, I actually tweeted something about this right after Lord Ring. <laughs> like, we don't let kids go and buy lottery tickets or go to the casino. And as far as I can tell, there's really, like, is there any difference between a collector booster from the Lord of the Ring sets and a lotto ticket? Like, you were buying it in hopes of winning a million dollars and you got a one in three million shot. Like, isn't it it's the not- same? Like, I'm not... I'm not saying they shouldn't do it, but it does feel very, like, the most that I've ever seen out of any Magic product, it feels like a lottery ticket to me. I don't think that's bad. Like, I I like gambling, so I'm not, like, (laughs) anti-gambling or anything. (laughs) I'm I'm going to crack a collector booster or two. But but it does, like, isn't it kind of weird that, isn't this a legal, like, lottery, essentially? Is this any different than you as a kid buying a a pack of basketball cards and there's a one out of one signed by Michael Jordan card? Right, like I mean, I guess that's it's well, yeah. it's not like it hasn't been done before. Sports are, are those things too, just true. grandfathered in? Like if if they didn't exist, and today someone invented the trading card pack, would it fly? You know, in the, I just like I, I feel part of it is like you know when when countries are banning loot boxes or like having very strict regulation around loot boxes and digital games that. Our trading card games have somehow gotten away with it, right? Due to, like, being grandfathered in somehow to this or, you know, whatever, being a social norm or something, right? But 
hacks are just loot boxes, and we're just getting more and more extreme now. Is that but, the problem? And, and maybe this is because of the conditioning that we've gone through as card yeah. game lovers. Yeah. Uh, I don't view that as a necessarily a... a, a <sighs> It sounds weird, but I don't think it feels like a lottery ticket. It doesn't feel like I'm gambling. Like, I'm getting something out of this. Have, have you seen anyone at the LGS where they buy a box? This is probably Seth. Uh, you buy a box, <laughs> yeah. you open a card, and you're like, oh, $500 card. They trade it immediately, get, like, three more boxes. They open it up. Oh, $200 card. <laughs> buy two more boxes. And then my, you, you can my see the, worm coil. <laughs> the dopamine and the gambling addiction going. And then they walk away with, like, literally nothing at the end of this. Like, <laughs> Yes, that is Seth, first off. So, facts. Second off, I don't know. Think about it, like, as a kid. When I opened Pokemon packs, it was cool to me because the card was rare. It's a collectible card game, right? Yeah. It, I, but I but when I was opening packs as a kid, I wasn't opening and thinking of the dollar signs next to it. I opened the packs. It it, it, it isn't true. like it taught it didn't teach me like, "Oh man, this is a $500 card, this Charizard." It was, "Oh cool, Flame Lizard." But they, right? they were like, $500 at that time. Like sure, it, it but, only became expensive over time, right? But at that time, it was just a rare card that, you know, was harder as, to get, but wasn't like outrageous, right? But, but now you're like, I opened a house. Like, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> right? like, like, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, this is a cool promo. It's like, it's a house. What do you want to do? Where's your financial manager, right? Like, <laughs> but, it's not, but it's not like it's teaching me as a child, like, what gambling is. It's not, it's, it's what, it, it kind of is, <laughs> it's right? It is. You to it's decent. Maybe, maybe this is the conditioning of growing up to a bunch of card games. And maybe you're right. Maybe that's why I don't see it. But like, I, I. I, I I'm as a kid I'm not it's not teaching me like to gamble to go out to Vegas and sit by the slot machines. It's just me buying a pack that just happens to have something that may be worth a lot to somebody else. But for me it's just I got to open a cool set of Lord of the Rings. And I think that it's fair to say that sports cards have done this for a long time too. So it's not like Wizards is unique here with yeah. this one of one thing. Although if you ever watch like the $2,000 box sports cards, like you can look them up on YouTube. They're actually kind of interesting, but it's definitely, I mean, people are hoping to open the one of one that's worth $20,000 or something. Like that is the reason that you're cracking those packs. So uh, it's definitely uh, an interesting, the, the world has just changed. Like collector boosters are designed to be open to find expensive cards. With draft boosters, at least you have the like, oh, they're like, I open this so I can like play, you know, a game or like so I can do a draft or whatever. With collector boosters, they're kind of designed to like open the cool collectible thing. And if you, I don't know, replace collectible with super expensive thing, then it sounds kind of like, kind of like gambling at least. But. All right, here, here's my last pitch. You know the ridiculous of the the ridiculousness of NFTs, right? You know how mm -hmm. everyone proposes right. them. It's not really the concept, right? If the NFTs cost like twenty five cents, no one would care. You're like, oh, you know, digital, whatever, twenty five cents, whatever, right? It's because they sold for millions, outrageous prices. You're like, oh, it's just pixels. Like, I feel we are starting to get to that tier, like. You know, if the one ring was a $10 care, uh, card, no one cares, right? But if it's a $200,000 card, it's a $200,000 piece of cardboard. People who are not used to Magic the Gathering look at it 
and look down upon it, right? Like, that's weird, right? You're like, oh, I play this strategic card game that's like poker and chess combined and it's very high level. They're like, oh, good job, nerd. You play with $500,000 pieces of cardboard, right? Like, I feel it diminishes the game a bit because of this weird lottery aspect that's associated with it. But 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 it's not like an NFT. It's just one card. And that, like, you get to actually, there's a game. You're you're getting something. I'm not just selling you this digital pixel that does nothing. And like, realistically, like, no one's buying this one ring to play with it, though, right? It's no, just literally no, but, like but, a collector's item designed to hold value, right? The one ring isn't. It doesn't take away from my gameplay. It doesn't take away from what magic is. Like, it's just another. It's a collectible card in a collectible card game, and it's not like this is in like every set. Richard, I feel like right. how how am I the one that's going to be like, yo, <laughs> okay. Richard? Flavor. <laughs> okay. This is this is the. It makes We're sense. We're running long. I got, I, got, I, I got it for you. I got it in a way that you'll understand, Krim. Imagine you're watching anime, okay? And okay. it's like this really cool, like, space mecha anime, top-notch animation. And sure. you're like, oh, look at, look at the, the sci-fi, like, human, uh, the, 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 the glimpse into human nature and the animations, right? And then you're like, you know, come over, best friend. Let me show you this anime I've been watching. And they come over, and it's the beach episode. Right where, <laughs> where there's just like girls of questionable age running around in swimsuits doing weird things in weird poses, that, that and you're like, no, 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 no this, is not, this is not the anime, <laughs> right? This is this is a one-off episode. It shouldn't diminish from the high-quality animation <laughs> and storyline of the previous thirteen episodes. It's, it's just like a beach it. episode. Let it slide. <laughs> It's like when you're watching the anime, like, honey, come on over, check out the show with me. It's so sick. And it's the most fan servicey scene out of nowhere that comes yep, out. Yep. No, but okay. Is that not but, the one ring? <laughs> no, the one ring is not the beach episode because the beach episode, when you think about it, is a detour from the main storyline. It makes no sense. It does nothing to the anime. It's literally just gratuitous fan service, right? This, though, fan servicey, it makes sense in the line of what the set is. It's not like they're just like, all right, we're fighting this demon god, and now we got to stop by the beach and get extremely <laughs> naked, okay? So, like, it, it's not the same. It's not the same. The one ring makes sense in the in what it is, right? Like, in what it's being released in, in the context of this set, it makes sense. And it's and, and again, it doesn't take away from the game of magic. It doesn't change the gameplay. It's not a companion. It doesn't it's not the only copy that exists. You can buy a cheap version of it. I just there's no harm in a collect okay, outside of like, you know, whether or not you want to talk about is now magic uh, a magic pack a loot box, that's a different discussion. And the, the ethics behind that, that's a whole different question. But is this bad for magic? It doesn't change anything. And it, maybe it, all publicity is good publicity. Like maybe the fact that whatever, like CNN or whatever website, like has an article about magic talking about the the wondering, like maybe that's a win because they wouldn't be talking about magic at all without it. So maybe that's that's the other side. Like yes, I could see how like my grandmother being only her only knowledge of magic being the $500,000 one ring is a little bit awkward, but at the same time, like that's some knowledge of magic that they wouldn't have otherwise. Do you honestly think like we already have that though in black Lotus? It's not like black, but it's everybody that knows magic gets a pass. No, even then it's kind of questionable. Uh, 
like, Black Lotus if, wasn't if intentionally five hundred thousand dollars, yeah. though. But yeah, that's if that your is... problem is that though, Black Lotus is the is already there. So yeah, I, I guess it's not really any different. Like that's what I mean. It nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. All right, and uh, yeah, so that's <laughs> that's one of the ring spoilers. I'm yeah. curious. Let us know what you think about the One Ring. Uh, is it actually a good card? And what do you think about the One of One? There's other serialized cards in the set, by the way. Um, mostly soul rings many many versions of soul rings i think with yeah, different arts many versions of soul rings. Oh, in the commander and, and, in the commander version of different serialized quantities like seven yeah there's elven dwarven like all written in the languages of each wow, perspective Krim is like a lord of the rings like Krim knows uh, so much about <laughs> well yeah you gotta you gotta like i i, I you're telling me Krim, you, you all this ironically yeah dude yeah. you gotta learn how to <laughs> i don't like lord of the rings you're i think Krim actually loves lord of the rings like, you've been you've been you've been making it up the whole time that you were a hater i'm so disappointed i thought uh, we were on the same team Krim. Stop, guys stop i just can't have that getting out there all right but also for lord of the rings lovers the basics are maps. They're maps of the world that is Lord of the Rings. So Swamp has Mordor. You know, you've got you've got the Shire on planes. Yeah, I'm not okay. This makes it look like I love. I don't like Lord of the Rings. Like, like okay, <laughs> tell, tell us All more right. about other random right. locations. Right. You know, like, Lord of the Rings fans the know. I know. I know who to. Right. I know who to go to with my Lord of the Rings questions now. Uh, keep your keep your phone on, Grim. I might have some questions for you. Uh, anyway, I think that brings us to the end of episode oh, four twenty five of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. We didn't get to fish mail this week, but Richard, real quick, if people want to send them in for the future, how do they go about fish mailing us? All right, sign them over on twitter at at mtg goldfish to the hashtag mtg fish mail and we'll get to your questions on air so that brings us to the end of episode 425 richard and Krim, thanks for hanging out thanks to everyone for listening thanks to card conduit for supporting the show and we will be back next week to talk about whatever goes on in the world of magic so until then have a great week everyone and this is a crew signing out